Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Awkward Turtle Ask So You Don't Have To. I'm Josie, your Awkward Turtle host, and each month I invite two amazingly talented humans to join me to discuss one of life's important questions, such as whether pineapple should go on pizzas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as the Awkward Turtle Ask So You Don't Have To. Our first guest is a Green Room Award nominee, an actor and singer who's got an amazing career across the Australian stage and screen, currently appearing in beautiful The Carol King musical. Please welcome Cameron McDonald. Yay! Yay. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Uh, also joining us is an actor, singer and dancer whose incredible musical theatre credit spans from Chicago to Jersey Boys and currently in the Rocky Horror Show production as Janet. Please welcome Michelle Smitherin. Hello! <laughs> uh, well, welcome to you both. And what better way to kickstart a Saturday morning than recording at Down the Rabbit Hole Cafe here in Templestone. Yeah. Uh, so, so how are you both? Are you guys excited? Nervous? Yeah, no, I'm really good. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm know. loving sitting outside, to be honest. Yeah, I'm so glad there are heaters, because otherwise it will be freezing. So. <laughs> I'm okay, I like the cold. Yeah. yeah, we're winter people. Yeah. 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 My people. Yeah. yeah. Although I think I am transitioning to a summer person. <laughs> but I still like I don't know how I feel about that. She's going to make me move to Queensland or no, something. No, I'll like never that. do that. But I'm just slightly starting to be like, hmm, the sun ain't so bad. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be judgy, but, you know, winter's still better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or autumn. Like, I like. Oh, everyone likes the in-between season. Well, the thing is, Melbourne autumn is never long enough, but it's always yeah. just really nice because you still get the sun, but it's cool down. And yeah. yeah, we can all agree, a nice 20 degrees in a day in oh, sunshine. Yeah. 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 So just to do like a quick summary of how this is going to work, we are going to discuss one of life's important questions, and I use important in a very loose way. Because they, they are just questions that, well, I've noticed that a lot of my friends, or even when I'm talking about it with my family, I don't know why, but we get into really heated discussions about it. But when you think about it, you're like, it's really not important. Like, you know, for example, like pineapple. Yeah. If you don't like it, pick preference. it out, or don't order it. Yeah, It's so um, true. It's personal yeah. preference, but it's good that we fight to the death over it. I did wonder the other day, though, because I got out a jar of crunchy peanut butter, and I was like, I reckon, because there used to be that solid debate in primary school of are you a smooth or a crunchy person, but yeah. surely we've reached, like, our 30s now. There are no smooth peanut butter people left. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> so Actually, at some point, everybody transitions I, to crunchy peanut butter, and we need I to just be wrong. done with it. I think that people stick with what they know from the, I think if you've been brought up as crunchy, you're still on the crunchy. If you're brought up as smooth, you're still on the smooth. And I don't know anybody fair, who's still eating smooth peanut butter and I'll fight them. To be fair, the organic peanut butter that we get from a bulk food store that's like crushed on site is pretty smooth. It's still got, got bits in it though. Yeah, it's crunchy. it's pretty smooth. It's no, no, not no. a traditional. No, no, no. <laughs> And I don't think there are what any... What happened if it started and we're already like... No, we're on the same side though. We both like crunchy. Oh, like, I, I'm scared to put my hand up about smooth now. I'm You're a smooth worried. person. I See, told you. <laughs> smooth is a radio station, not a peanut butter type. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Mm, 
it's the first one that you know I tasted when I was little, and it's just the one that was stuck with. <laughs> Still the best country food out there, peanut butter on toast. Yeah, Can't beat no, it. <laughs> I should add that to my questions. I actually don't have the peanut butter one in yeah, my questions. I'm going to add it to um, later episodes. So yeah, we, we are going to discuss one of these questions, but the way that we're going to do it is none of us is going to know which question we are discussing because I've got here a Spider-Man container with a bunch of questions in there. So we'll, we'll, you know, shake the container and pick it out. So basically randomly out of a hat, so to speak. But before we do that, I thought it would be nice to have a little warm-up Q&A session just so that we can get to know each other. Because, um, I mean, I, I've known Kim for a while, but it is the first time that I'm meeting Michelle. So what I have here is a pack of cards, just a bunch of um, quirky, unconventional questions to get to know people as them and not people as you know their careers because i can i can come up with those questions like you know who inspired you how did you get into what you're doing but i feel like you guys might have done that over and over again in all your media presses and all that and those information will be out there i don't want to do that bring on something different and and plus this is less serious that i thought this would be a good way to do it we're gonna pick a card each and then we'll all answer the question Right. Um, so that means we're answering three questions okay. together. So pick a card, any card, you can shuffle it if you like. Uh, I would butterfly them and choose this one. Oh, I chose two. This one. <laughs> Should I read the question now? Yeah, sure. What would the title of your memoir be? Should I answer? Yeah, I mean, uh, unless you want to think about it and handball it to Cam to yeah, put him on the spot. <laughs> oh, Nothing comes to mind. It's when you want to have that perfect answer ready to go, but... It'd have to have something to do with football, wouldn't it? I don't know. I guess what... I mean, I know you interviewed Josh on your first podcast, so um, it's going to seem like it's not that rare, but I feel like we are a bit of a rare breed, the, the boys in music theatre who also live for the football. So it'd have to be... I don't know. Like, a, would, would it be... A, would you would you want to make it like a play on words or like a pun type Prob- of probably. title? Let's face it, a lot of them are. <laughs> True. Because this memoir is like, is it like the story of your life. Type it's kind of yeah. like a bi- biography, right? Um, but I think memoirs is the one that you write, and then biographies are ones that you might get someone else to write. Mm. Um, I have this. Um, well, it's sort of a joke, but it's not really a joke either. With my friend, we ate and go. You know, like when you say to people, "Hey, how are you?" and a lot of people answer like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Like, it's fine. Like, a lot of people say that. And I just got to the point where I said to him, well, who wants to be fine anyway? And then since then, we've had this joke that that would be, like, my big musical theatre ballad song called Who Wants to Be Fine Anyway? So that could be the title of Good my title for a memoir. memoir. It's like, no one's really fine and no one's really not fine. <laughs> so I'm fine. It's like, there's neither here nor there. It doesn't help anyone, does it? Yeah, so... Wants to be fine anyway. It is also the typical answer for well, just from my experience. Like if my mum ever tells me that she's fine, it's not like there is something wrong. Yes, and, and I do that to you know my my brother as well. Like if he made me angry or something, he's like, "No, are you alright?" I'm like, "I'm fine," yeah. but I'm, like, I'm not. <laughs> It's true. I don't think anyone ever says I'm fine and they're actually good. That's true. I don't really go with fine a lot, but if I do, it means, and that's all we're going to talk you about You say today. it like after, if like, say we've had an argument, and I'm like, are you okay? And you're like, it's fine. Like, you say like, it's fine. Right. Like, I've sorted it. Right. But I still don't believe that it's fine. <laughs> 
But even any one word answer when it comes to that is like, you know, how are you, Cam? Good. And that's all. But sometimes, Let's not talk anymore. Sorry, I'm such a tan. But sometimes with people are like, how are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And you can actually be, that's like actually your answer. It's your truth. But I don't think anyone's ever going, yeah, I'm fine. And they're like, like, what is fine? It's so vanilla. Yeah. It's not, it's just like, yeah, I'm here today. I like that as a memoir title. Right. It wants to be fine anyway, it's good. Well, Stephen is just salute. We'll be happy. For it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the perfect title. What about yours? That's a really good question. That was one of the questions that I put in, and I'm like, I really hope that we never get it because I don't know how to answer Don't put it in. That's why you don't put it, it in. I am, well, but I, I am also intrigued to see what other people want their memoir titles to be. So I'm like, yeah, it might not be in the you know, early episodes. Maybe it'll come up, up later and I'll have a better answer. Yeah, you have to answer them like weeks and weeks down go. the track. <laughs> I feel like I should prepare just answers for all of it because I wrote those questions. No, it's going to be Yeah, yeah that's fun. right. I'm going to go with kicking a leg. By the way, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna call mine the walking hazard. Okay. Because I, I am a walking hazard. I think I, I think we were talking about it before we start recording. But yeah, I I'm an absolute klutz. I fall down on flat surfaces when we play soccer. My face get in contact with the soccer ball more than the legs. So I think that summarizes me pretty well. The walking hazard. Yeah. And it's just like a walking hazard sign, like uh, that yeah. bit of cover. Yeah. Yeah, great. Sorted. We've nailed that. I like that. My turn. What would it be? The irony in kicking a leg as well is good because I never have. Are you sure? I feel like you might have been Georgie Oh, maybe a little. All right, here we go. If you were to make a dramatic exit, how would it play out? As in, how would the people that were left feel about it? Or no. how, would how, how you would actually do your dramatic exit? It depends if it's a comedy or tragedy. Like, I mean, in a real life situation. Yeah, in a real life situation. If you're like really mad about something. Yeah. Come on, I'm, my first instinct is to say just to silently, slowly leave the room. As the music swells. <laughs> Off into the sunset. Does this have on your phone like the the music that you want to play and play yeah. and build on <laughs> but, but what's probably more true of me and you can comment on this is to probably like be if I'm making a dramatic exit it's probably because people aren't like understanding whatever I'm trying to communicate to them so I'll probably be like screaming and yelling as I'm walking out of the room like 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 driving my point home to, to the end and then leaving you got to slam the door, don't you? That's all I want to do. I want to like slam the door and um, have that that sound then resonate through the house as people go, "Wow, Cam's really mad." But what if that? What if you're in a place that doesn't have a yeah, door? You like, do you just it was like, "Wait, I need to find a door." Yeah, it's like, like that Friends episode where Phoebe, um, <laughs> the, the two girls slam the doors and go into their bedrooms, and Phoebe goes over to a little um, mini chest and slams that. Yeah. There's just something in making a, a yeah. loud bang in that moment. Which is there's so many skits as well about you know bring back the old school home telephone so you can slam. Oh it. yeah, oh, be like the dramatics like yes goodbye and the slam. Oh, yeah, there's so much less uh, the drama in in pushing the button. It's a bit like the it's a bit like the um rolling the windows down and communicating when <laughs> I talk to someone in the next car. There's one comedian who talks about that and then they're like the the modern day version of this is still that even though everyone's got power windows, no one's there going. <laughs> I'll talk to you 
with this small power, we're just pressing the electric button and like having a stare off. <laughs> yeah. And being like, just, just a second. Yeah. But the winding one, it, it guarantees that, you know, it's not going to get stuck halfway. Whereas the electric one, there is, there is a possibility when you're like, you know, I'm, I'm really angry, I'm going to like, get my window up and it just sits stuck in the middle <laughs> and you're like well you know what I mean and yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have this memory of being a teenager in the car with my mum and my sister and the lady we were parked at the lights, stopped at the lights and she wanted to yell at us and she was winding down her window and we got stuck halfway so she grabbed it to the window and pulled it out of its socket oh, and wow. then yelled at us and we couldn't stop laughing <laughs> and it made her really angry and I don't even know what she was yelling about in the end. It was very strange. It's always what happens though, like I feel like you try and make a dramatic exit and if you don't, like for example, if you slam the door but it opens back up again or whatever, it's like your dramatic exit's <laughs> yeah. ruined. It needs to be like, there needs to be some finality to it of like, bang, I've slammed it, it's yeah. resonating through the house, everyone's worried about me, but if it opens up again, you're like, oh man. It's kind of like a sketch comedy, like every time when you actually want that, you know, want the perfect door slam to happen, that is when it will open. Correct. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and then you have to go back and like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it's because I've watched cartoons and stuff way too much as a kid and now. Um, I, I love to do like a dramatic but comical table flip. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. Okay. But... Just have to make sure the table is not one of those that's you know screwed onto the ground because then it'll just it'll just look it'll just look really funny and embarrassing like trying to flip it and you're like oh no the table's actually wow you'd have to be pretty angry to do a table flip yeah. but knowing me I'm someone that apologizes a lot I'll probably like do it and then go I'm so sorry I'll, I'll help you pick all this up yeah yeah I agree. I'm still angry but I'm so sorry I broke all your glasses. <laughs> I now like you've that. got me thinking of like if like a rock star exit, like yeah. well, and now I'm like, do I want to like fly backward into the sky? You know what I mean, or like turn around and just step off a building? <laughs> See like you Batman. guys. Yeah. Like, what's your rock star exit? Yeah, actually, Batman's really good at it because there's always that conversation where like there's three people in a in a bank or whatever, and two people start talking to each other, and they turn around, and Batman's gone. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, yeah. He, he arrives without anybody knowing he's yeah. there and then he leaves so dramatically in the middle of a conversation because he's got more important yeah. stuff to do. I'd like to be that important. Just to just sort of slip in and out. Yeah. yeah. Fairly dramatic, isn't it? Yeah. And then music always helps. So yeah, I like your idea of having a, a, a really dramatic tune. Just, just you know cue. the moment you're yeah. just having it ready and then... I think music's the key because even in my slow one, you want like a symphony. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's just hope that none of us get to the point where we're so angry that we actually need to play it out. But I, I do want to one day do the Batman one. I feel like that would just be... Oh, you could totally do the Batman it's like, one. It's just in the middle of, like, I, even if it's a really important conversation, I'll just... I'll just disappear. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, the music's just gone. Do it in a podcast. <laughs> okay, see ya. <laughs> I think it would be that entrance and exit would be such a good game for yourself to play in life. Yeah. Like, just to test it out all the time. So yeah. if you could ever get away and you'd know you'd won if somebody goes like, oh, where did, where did Michelle go? But you wouldn't know you'd won. 
Well, you, if you're lurking behind a door, <laughs> just, just look at the reaction and go, yes! Yeah. It's a bit like the celebrated Aussie tradition of if you're out with the boys and one of them leaves and doesn't come back. It was like one of the most celebrated things you can do in our group of friends if you've done a phantom successfully. Yes, yes. That's like someone like tucked away like, oh, I'm going to go get beers and they just never come back. Yes, but I think that's easier at a party, you know, to backdoor it. Whereas we're talking about like, if, yeah, you've got three people at a cafe or like just standing, you know. Yeah. I think it's easier to do the appearance than the disappearance. Yeah. You totally. Have, you have to wait for the perfect moment for the disappearing. Like, I know this is going back to Batman. Like, whenever he has a conversation with um, Commissioner Gordon, it's every time is when the commissioner has the back turn. Yeah. And then he's uh, and then he turns and Batman's gone. He's like, oh, he's he's gone. It's like, never so mind, rude. It's, <laughs> it's so rude. To turn your back on yeah, someone. on a guy who's helped you. Yeah. You know. What if he's doing the dishes, mate? Batman. <laughs> We're just saying sometimes you got to turn your back. Yeah, like maybe it's that Batman see. continually has left the oven on, or like he's a real klutz, and it's like oh, you don't get like the you know the window into Batman's brain. It's just no. he had to leave, yeah. and it's for us to figure out. Oh, he's so mysterious, but oh, no, yeah. he's just. <laughs> But he's I'm these double parts. Commissioner Gordon turning the back. I'm like, maybe he's got some dishes to do. No, like Commissioner Gordon's not rude. He's a legend. Who turns their back? Well, no, it's like they'll often have another conversation that takes place and Batman's involved in it and Batman's like, you're not looking at me. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, right. I know what you're saying. He's like, oh, left the stove on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, okay, cool. So, like, the actual reason why Batman has left is most likely like, oh, did I leave the the stove on? Yeah, every time. So I should probably go and check. Did I lock the door today? Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, my dog needs to be warmed. (laughs) So, yeah. <laughs> that that makes that makes I don't know if that if there's any truth in that that makes Batman a lot more approachable and less mysterious. <laughs> yeah, always the way. Yeah. So it's part of his charm that he's so mysterious, and you never really get to have more than a two-minute conversation with him. But what if he's just double parked? <laughs> you know, the Batmobiles in a clear way. Yeah, he, like he doesn't appear to care about that stuff when it when it's crisis mode. But maybe he's a real like law-abiding citizen at other times. Yeah. You know, when he's Batman and he's not Bruce Wayne. Spoiler. Um, what? I didn't know. Oh. Yeah, right. I know. But like. Yeah, what if he, he really likes to park appropriately for his quick chats with Commissioner Gordon? Yeah, yeah, all right. Cool. Anyway, I knew we'd talk about this today. <laughs> talk about Batman. I, Batman's one of my favourite characters, so... Oh, and he's any, my favourite character. Anything that we can involve Batman in, I am happy. Right. But I am someone that's... And this is a tangent, but this is... like I'm weird in that my favourite character in that comics is Joker. Oh, and, a, and then all the people are like, but he's the villain. I'm like, but he's so... I don't know, he, there's something about him that does, like, he's not just a typical villain. He's... Yeah. And it's not just the Joker, is it? It's Heath Ledger. Like, you know, like, yeah. he, he... He did make that character absolutely come alive. Yeah. And this is no discredit to any other people that portray Joker, but this is the way that he did it makes... I know, like, there's a shiver down your spine when yeah, you watch it. Yeah. Absolutely. I still go back and watch that film about once a year, mm-hmm. and I fast-forward all the bits with Batman in it. As much as I love Batman, like, and those films are extraordinary, mm-hmm. it's, it, that, it, he made that franchise. Yeah. yeah. He, he really got in touch with the, the dark side of it, mm. whereas, um, you know, the previous, um, the predecessors, they did it more from the... Comedically. From the cartoon, mm. I was going to say the Riddler is up there for me, but I love Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Is it well in that role? Yeah. I would, I would love to see someone else jump into that role because you know how like Jokers, we've had so many incarnations. It will be interesting to just see another villain portrayed by someone else. Yeah, totally. Just to see how they would interpret it because that's the thing about characters, you can interpret them however yeah. you want. Totally. Ricky Gervais plays the Riddler. With the British accent, just with the normal exactly, accent. Exactly, yeah. He, let's face it, he'd be Ricky Gervais. I know, it would be yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, my turn. Yep. Who or what is your spirit animal? This is a good one. Oh, I thought I have answered this. You have an answer straight away. So I thought you'd go straight for like you and Nick Christo's business. No, I don't know why he. My friend calls me rabbit, but I don't know why. I thought that was a spirit animal conversation. No. Do you know what? I don't think I have one spirit animal. I think that, right. that, that like, in different points of your life, it can be different things. Yeah. Like, on my 30th birthday, I saw two tawny brown owls in a tree, and then the restaurant that we ate at that night, there was an owl, like a big owl mural thing on the wall, oh, and wow. I was like, I said to Cam, like, my spirit animal today is the owl. And so I think it's just, for me, it's like being aware, yeah, because I, I don't think you have to be one for your whole life. So I don't know what I am today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good metaphor for you, though. Yeah, I don't want to be one spirit animal. I want to be all of them. I'm all of them <laughs> at different points. All of them, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I'm probably Batman. <laughs> no, I, I approve. I approve. I like, I like mum's answer for this. She wants, she, her spirit animal is a bear because... She gets to um, only eat salmon and sleep all winter. It's a good answer. That's, that's a really good answer. Yeah, but I, I, I think you know, you got to be a bird or something, don't you? I don't know. Is spirit animal different to like what animal would you be? Well, How do you define a spirit animal? Well, that's like in in this particular context because my friends and I, you know, we we admire a lot of our performers and artists and all that, and a lot of times we use that phrase like you know oh that person's our spirit animal and stuff like that and it's because you know there, there are there's something about that particular person that we can not relate to or like there's something that we're like you know what her values or his values is something that i would love to have um or you know that person's so calm that's something that i would love to be able to do that, that. so it doesn't have to be an animal per okay. se but yeah. an inspiration type yeah cool yeah well, that's, I still stick to all animals because I think they're so intuitive and they live in harmony with nature. Yeah. I think that humans have really missed that point. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll still choose every animal ever. I'm sure there are some weird ones out there that I don't know about, like those bugs that kill other bugs and wear their bones as a coat. Maybe not that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're not thinking about it. They're just doing it. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't make it, like, right. I don't know what the wrong. impact is There's on no their, right like... and wrong in the animal world. <laughs> no, as in, like, whether it has an impact on their, like, ecosystem, I don't know. No, I reckon it probably has a positive one. Because it's, really? it's, all, it's all working, right? If, if animals have survived... Well, yeah, because they wear this bone coat so that nobody bothers them because it's like, you'll end up on my coat if you're bothering me. Yeah, he's my spirit animal. <laughs> I get myself a bone coat. <laughs> 
I, I feel like I would be a bit worried if someone told me their spirit animal is um is it the black widow spider oh, that yeah. kills the mate after you know the mating so I'm like yeah. I, I would be worried if someone okay. gives me that as an answer I'm like mm. alright maybe not all <laughs> animals yeah. it's like should I you know should I tell your partner about this yeah. <laughs> that's true <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And so, what's your? Ah, uh, so mine. Uh, not not an animal, but um, I don't know if you guys know Michelle Laurie. So she's like a comedian, a radio um personality, and she like she she follows uh, I think it's Buddhism and all that, and just the way that she talks and how calm she is about um problems that come to her life and issues like that it's, it's, it's something that I want to learn you know and throughout my life just to be calm and be able to problem solve yeah. Yeah. That's cool. and I was really lucky to I met her once and she was just so nice and yeah the way that she approached people and approached life in general like I would love to encapture even like one bit of how she does it so yeah that's great yeah. But um, animal-wise, I don't know. I is it weird to say cockroach? Just because I it's it, a little it, weird. It's, that is, it's the I don't I don't know if there's any scientific research behind this, but there's a saying that you know even if the world ends, cockroaches are most likely going to survive. Yeah, they'll survive oh, the nuclear yeah. holocaust. Yeah. and you think you will too? Yeah, that's, uh, if, if I was a cockroach, <laughs> sure. But then yeah. I will not survive someone's foot. That's so. true. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember the other animal that I am, that I talk about with my friend all the time, that I'm a duck. Because, like, on the surface, ah, I'm, yeah. like, gliding. People, so, a lot of people say, oh, you're a really calm person. But underneath my feet are going, like, a million miles an hour paddling me around. So I'm a duck. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and some days the duck can just have, like, slow strokes of their feet. But, you know, if you want to move fast, you've got to paddle faster. And then <laughs> have you got one for me? Uh, not that, like, comes to mind. You're very, like, you would be some animal that doesn't, like, change a lot. Like, you do. Like, you're very, you know, when everyone's like, how's Cam? It's like, well, yeah, he's good because he's always... Doing like, what he's doing. You're just doing your routine. So... That's what every animal does, essentially. I don't know, some of them... Uh, it's like some days I'm also that bird that makes their house real pretty so that like people will like them. Oh yeah, the, the bird of paradise. Have you seen that on, on David Attenborough? It's pretty amazing. It's just like so. grabbing anything yes, roughly I did, that he can I did, find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then it just starts building it. And he ends up using a Snickers bar wrapper. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I don't know what you are, to be honest. Yeah, nothing's like, nothing's necessarily coming to mind. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of people who inspire me. I mean, I'm still, I'm just a big kid in many ways, and I'm still, my admiration for football players is still silly. So, one of my favourite players when I was growing up as a Collingwood supporter had to be Nathan Buckley, and now he's the coach of the footy yeah. club and he's um, remarkable when he's handling the media and appears to be able to take stress all in his stride. I think, yeah, he's, he's an inspiration to me for sure. I um, don't know whether he's my spirit animal. My, Jamie Oliver could be my spirit animal. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one because he's not only a good cook, he also looks at like, the health side. Totally. He's such an ambassador for that. Yeah. Even now he's like pushing the boundaries so much, he's yeah. not like just talking about... Yeah, I, yeah. I think he in the UK he's been trying to like change policies and things like that in sport. Yeah. 
options, um, making sure that there's a health balance in terms of what food is um, sold at the tuck shops or things like that. Yeah. And he's campaigning to get junk food advertising off television on prime time slots for kids. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. I really want to meet him. Hey Jamie, if you're listening, can I meet you one day? <laughs> if he's listening, I'll I'll be overjoyed. That would be amazing. Yeah, he loves podcasts. He loves sort of finding new podcasts. You know, Australian random podcasts yeah. and just having a little having a little listen in between yeah. talking. You know him so well. Yeah, well, lots of leisure time on his hands. Yeah. We'll just spend the next like thirty minutes just talking how great Jamie Oliver is, and then and then, and then we'll just make sure he listens to it. And then. <laughs> Well, um, so that was kind of the quick Q&A session. I think we're, we're warmed up, um, got to know each other a bit, which is good. I know that, I now know that Cam's spirit animal may or may not be Batman, so that's always a good fact. Where did Cam go? That's so good. On a podcast, I could have left. Just not say anything for them. That's really good. Thanks. (laughs) And then review ideas like, nah, I've been sitting here the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, now, the big big question for the day. Who wants to shake the container and who wants to pick the question out? I'll do it. My worthy adversary, Spider Man. Uh, for our listeners out there, Kim is now shaking it like he's making a cocktail. Shake it, shake, shake. Would you prefer to have an alien visit Earth or be an alien on another planet? I already know your answer to this, I think. Well, we talk a lot about if an alien or another race visited Earth, we feel like it would be the best opportunity for the human race to actually get along and be on the same side because, yeah. you know, we're always fighting Do you mean if, if, if that alien had an intent to destroy us? Is that what you mean? Yes, yes. Yep. Uh, if it was a threat. But I see what you're saying. If an alien came here and I guess it's all like that movie, The Shape of Water. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, yeah I did. Then, then, you know, if you don't want to have an alien come in that sense that then our governments just want to do experiments on them and keep them in like captivity. But... It's a tough one because if if we're talking on that sort of level, then unless the alien was coming here or aliens were coming here with the intent to destroy us, I don't think you'd get any kind of banding together of the human race. All you would get in this scenario would be similar to if, uh, uh, you know, an illegal immigrant or immigrant of any kind is coming into a, a new country and you get people going, yeah, come in, you know, we'd love to have you here. And you get other people going, no, no, no get out. So I reckon you'd just just as easily have that kind of divide when it came to an alien coming here who wasn't intent on destroying. It's weird. There's a lot of movies about that though, right? Where some threat is arriving and it's on the human race to actually band together. Yeah. I mean, every everything is about that. Harry Potter's about everybody banding together to yeah. deal to deal with the, the, the great evil, you know. So, I don't know. But I, in this scenario, you've got to. Ch- I reckon for me, I have to choose the first one because um, because I would be afraid that I would create just as much animosity on the alien side if I visited their planet. And if they if they were similarly divided, then 
you'd have a whole bunch of people who are like, let's get rid of this guy because he looks weird and he's bringing in his weird earth stuff. And you'd have another group of aliens who'd be like, no, he seems all right. He's quite cute. I would like to have him in my house. As a pet. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit scary going to a different planet. Yeah. But as far as my own personal danger goes, you've got to pick an alien coming here. And you just hope that we deal with him the right way. Yeah. But it's also really interesting, I think, because, you know, I think it's fair to say that we have quite a nice life here. And perhaps if we didn't have a nice life, you might choose to take your chances on another planet. Um, okay. So in this scenario, like, we've run out of water or whatever? Yeah, like, if we lived in a war-torn city or there's no water or there's disease and Presumably it's got to be a war-torn planet for us to try a different planet. Okay, sure. Yeah, so, sure. If, you know, like, if we run out of resources or something like that, so we're... Yeah, or in the scenario that, in this scenario, it's easier for you to go to another planet than to another country for whatever reason. Okay, and it falls to you to be Earth's representative in a different planet. Well, I don't know that. Look, you can put any, you know, rules on this. No, totally, but let's say we go that way. Yeah, but also it's like, it could be a magical scenario where a genie pops out of a teacup and it's like, you want to go to another planet and nobody knows about it. But my, I think my point is, I agree with you, I choose that I would have an, an alien come here, but it's because I have no need to go to another planet because the planet and the town and city I live in right now is so good. For, yeah, for me. yeah, and the planet is too, like, ish. You know, I don't think there's anybody in it, like, for example, in a war zone or, or, um, or a country with no water who's thinking, geez, it'd be great to try Mercury for a day. They're just like, Australia would be pretty good. No, but if, if the other planet is Utopia, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, see, this is another, like, condition. If, if in that scenario you know that the other planet is Utopia, then what do you choose? Well, in that regard, and like Avatar is a pretty good example, what you would get is uh, a, a vast majority thinking, let's get there and own it so that the human race can continue, you know. So making yourself the representative is quite interesting here because it's you going there on your own, as far as I read the question, which is terrifying. I've always had this, like, you know, I think a lot of people do. It'd be really lovely to view the Earth the way the astronauts do, like, um, you know, in a spacecraft and looking down at, like, the, like those magic pictures that you get from the space station yeah. and stuff like that. Like, that's of interest to me. Tracing through some un- unknown universe... Um, and knowing that there would be an alien race there that would deal with me when they found me. That's terrifying. But that's what I'm saying. You're still putting conditions on it. Like, if the conditions were it's utopia and you'll be welcome, then do you go? Yeah. But, I mean, in this in this regard, would you, would you prefer to have an alien visit Earth or be an alien on another planet? Mm. Oh, so I guess the word alien, the way we relate to it, means that you're not welcome. That you're, that Dif- you're super the, the different. different. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're the different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather an alien come here because I would welcome the alien personally. I know, it's so weird, isn't it? Because we have, like, this mistrust for, like, the rest of the human population. So it's, because, it's part of it. Yeah, because of government and greed and ownership and all of that. Yeah. So I wouldn't trust that. The reason I chose the way I chose is because I, I would fear for that alien, but I wouldn't be that alien. 
Yeah. And because I because I don't trust necessarily the whole human race as well, it'd be tough to trust a new race if you found yourself wound up on another planet. You'd, you'd be fearing you'd be in the same danger as an alien would be here. Yeah. It's like a, you know, it's kind of a terrifying proposal for either of those creatures that are on their own. Yeah. You know, a lot of films about that too. Just that, someone on their own up against yeah, everything. I, I think that's another thing, like, because there are so many movies out there about aliens and most of them, the aliens is not put on a positive light. We already have that um, kind of knowledge that, you know, if an alien does visit, it will not be a positive experience. And therefore, if I was in the same shoes and I was on another planet, I'll probably get killed. Or like the scenario will be like, at the end of the day, Whoever owns that planet will probably triumphant, and I'll just be you know, conquered in some way and not and be imprisoned or something. So I I feel like if there were more movies about, it's gonna sound like a flower child, but like you know, <laughs> um, if if there's more movies where aliens are put on a more positive light, it might change our perception in terms of whether we want an alien to visit or we want to meet. Isn't it? Because like straight away I thought of like ET or. Um, District 9, yeah. which are both films about um, potentially beautiful, superior, lovely, lonely aliens on this planet, and all we want to do is grab them and study them, and yeah. you know, like their friendly nature is lost on us completely. Yeah. We're just like, what can we learn from this, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And it's like maybe the thing to learn is to just like be with them. You know what I mean? Like, don't experiment on them. Just be with them and learn so, from them. So it's so hard to imagine the human race being like that. We're still experimenting on all sorts of things. Yeah. To like find cures for this and cures for that. What can an alien teach us? We'd be trying to learn that scientifically rather than, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'd love for one day to be in a situation where it's basically like men in black. So it's just, you know, we're just visiting planets like we would visiting countries. Yeah. Yeah. No, you still have to hide the aliens in men in black. That's true. They still That's live true. in their little office yeah, building. That is true. But like the scene that I just is just embedded in my mind is um them going through what's it called uh like border security kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like that would be that would be so cool. Like if one day you know you would, technology would allow us to just be um traveling planets and not just countries and vice versa like other planets I know but I still planets. find I still am a little bit in this resigned place about the human race that even if we could have the technology to travel to another planet if the human race gained power over what would stop us from just making it like a zoo yeah. and then having people visit and yeah. just stare through the aliens through glass like I feel really disheartened with that so yeah alright well, what about this I reckon it's much more likely that um, another another planet technology surpasses ours and therefore they make it they make Earth a gateway place and it's we're, we're capable of you know interstellar travel and whatever but it's um, it's because of their technology right so what do you say well then it's not up to us how we do it it's up to them yeah we don't have the power that'd be great yeah you're happy to relinquish power to a new race as long as they have good values new ideals <laughs> no just have the values that humans should um, exhibit but most, a lot of humans 
especially higher up, with money and power, don't exhibit the core human values? Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's such a good question because... Thank you. <laughs> like, it's, it's really simple, but I was, it's immediately terrifying. Yeah. I, if I looked at it as in a philosophical point of view, like, I, I wouldn't want to be an alien on another planet just because I've had already, like, a similar experience, you know, moving from Hong Kong to Australia. So I'm like, in a way, I am an alien in another um, country. And I've, like... It's been great. Like everyone's been really nice and all that, but you can't help but have one or two people that just stares at you because you look different or you have an accent when you're talking. So like, I, I already know how all that feels. So I'm like, yeah, do I want to do that again on a completely different planet with um, potential species that all of them look the same and then I'm just the one that looks like a human? I'm like, yeah, do I want to do that again? Yeah. yeah, that would be taking your experience and multiplying it by a million too. Yeah, like that would be that would be so intense. Like we have no experience of what you've experienced coming um, coming to live in a different place, but you're the same species. Yeah, like at you least know, at least we are by a million. Yeah, you know? so at least I am still the same species in that you know we are humans. I'm just moving from country, but when it's a completely different species and and I'm the only one of my kind there, I'm like. Oh, yeah. And I'm terrible at small talks already, so <laughs> trying to do that in another planet, I feel like that would be too hard. It would be really bad. Super hard. They yeah. wouldn't know what we were saying, first of all. Oh, that's We true. might wave, and that might be the, that's what, that's what they do before they kill each other. <laughs> Look, from what I've learned is if an alien race visits you, just don't release doves. I feel like oh, that's yeah. always the one that triggers the war. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You don't release what? Doves. Doves. What's so that reference? I, I am, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm specifically oh, referring to Mars Attack. Uh, it's a movie where the aliens from Mars visited Earth, and it was all going fine. Like you know, there wasn't any indication that there was going to war. Yeah. And then this hippie person decided to release a dove as a sign of peace, and they thought it was a threat, so they shot the dove, and then all hell broke loose. And basically, oh, wow. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, learn from movies. Don't release doves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't be offended when Batman leaves. Yeah. Um, don't experiment on things. Yeah. <laughs> don't uh, recreate dinosaurs with yeah. the mosquito you find in amber. Yeah. True. I am excited to see the next Jurassic Park. Oh, so. <laughs> cute little baby that's staring at us. Ah, oh, so cute. Um, so can, can we come to an agreement or are we going to agree to disagree on the alien question? I think we all went the same way. Yeah. We'll just have an alien. Yeah. 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 It can come here and we'll just be, we'll all be on the side of trying to make sure it's okay. Yeah. You know, we want the experience with the alien. We want to be the kid in E.T. Yeah. Which yeah. is another good link because, have you watched that video of the kids audition for E.T.? No. Yeah. Look that up if you get a chance. He's the most beautiful little actor and at the end you hear Spielberg go... You got the job. Just, and it's just, it's phenomenal. I think it's the best acting yeah. I've ever seen. And he's a kid. Is he still acting now? I don't know the answer Because, I mean, I know Drew Barrymore obviously still doing movies, but one of the brothers. Yeah, he's just, it's so gorgeous. It's so real. Yeah. So all they do, it's like an improvised scene, but they just say, you know, there's something you really love. You've got a little friend in the house and they're, they're coming to take it away. And then they just start the scene and it's just, oh man. I think, I think with children, 
the sense of imagination is still pretty much intact. And yeah. so if you just tell them something, oh, you have a friend here, they would just imagine it however they want and they would actually, you know, believe it's real. Yeah. Whereas as an adult, because you've got, you know, you've gone through education and all that, and so you're just like, ah, imagine, like, I, I've, lost my, I've lost a lot of my sense of imagination and creativity just because I've been studying and all that, which is kind of why I'm doing a podcast because I'm like, I want to get my creativity back and do something that's fun that's something that I actually enjoy doing even if it's a lot of work so that's awesome yeah. like, isn't it sad that we like have our imagination educated away yeah I guess we're lucky being actors yeah to play around but people like I'm pretty silly around the joint like yeah, let my imagination sort of roam free from time to time but it's amazing how many actors are like what are you how are you doing that you know like just saying what if it comes in into your mind, you know, it's not necessarily a common trait. No. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, it's just never been taken away from me. Even silly conversations like the ones that we're having now, like, I I don't have a lot of that now. Like, you know, if I go out drinking with friends after work, it, it always turns into a work-related conversation. Yeah. I was like, oh, have, have you have you looked into this project? I'm like, it's after work, guys. Like, why? what are we doing? Yeah. So well, I love having games nights. That, I feel like, gets people, like, creatively. Like, especially the range of games you have now. Like, this one we were drawing the other day. And it's like, when I never draw anymore. I haven't drawn since That's I was really like, true. you know, 10 years old so yeah I, I, I recommend the movie Games Night there, there's a movie oh, called Games Night is that with um, Steve Carell no, no with um, that's Jason Bateman oh yeah, yeah. Right. Arrested yeah. Development yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's funny okay uh, I think it's him and Rachel McAdams yeah yeah, yeah. I, I saw it the other the other weekend and I'm like I, if, if I ever have a games night, yeah. it would be so much fun if it ended that way. <laughs> Don't tell us the no, end. No, no, no spoilers. Yeah. But um, no, it's it's a fun fun little movie that I I'd say watch it if you enjoy you know games night and all that. Cool. Yeah. We are. I mean, it's it's a bit sad, but we are reaching what's the end of um, the episode anyway. Um, so I just want to do one last thing, which is something that I learned from my friends um, at work, and they do it either at the end of each day or each week and it's basically having a bunch of questions and they all take one each and it's to show gratitude for the day or for the week and I thought it was a really nice way to end the episode on a positive note just something that you know we'll read the question we'll, we'll pick a question and then just what we're grateful for whatever that question is asking so again I've got cards uh, and, we'll just, and we'll just pick one each and then we'll and then we'll just answer our own one Describe a happy moment in the past week. I've had so many. Um, so many to choose from. My friend um, has been visiting from New York City. And so he went back on Thursday and we hung out. And we walked around the botanical gardens and just chatted about all things. And we're really silly. And, uh, that was a really happy moment. Yeah. I've had several as well with Cam, but they're more day-to-day things. Yeah, but we did have a really nice meal of cookie on Monday night to That's celebrate. Right. Um, one of the cast members are beautiful, um, turning 22, oh, nice. which was really nice, and um, had a nice glass of wine, which is something we don't really do all that often these days. Um, 
Yeah, and that that was a really lovely night. I think that's. How about you? Um, in the past week, uh, finally getting to record my podcast because it's something that I've been putting off from doing for so long, and now finally pushing myself to do it. So yeah, that was yeah. It's it's kind of like putting weight on my shoulders, but also a weight off my shoulder at the same time because now I have to do a lot of um. Uh, editing and getting the stuff ready, but the way off the shoulder is I'm finally doing this. Yeah, you're so, doing it. It's yeah. a great achievement. Yeah. Describe a memory you cherish the most in life. Oh, meeting you in New Zealand. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's up there for sure. And uh, all right, I'll throw in our wedding as well because that was. But it is the best day of my life. Um, yeah, I mean, people say it will be and stuff like that. People People say, I don't know, to like make sure you take a moment to remember it. But I can really, I can really clearly picture so many moments on that day. And, um, yeah, they're the they're the obvious ones. I have another one came to mind, which is different. That my parents used to read me this book as a kid called Hazel's Amazing Mother. And I used to love, they, it's so silly and it doesn't make any sense, but they used to say this line that she used to get a buttercream rose from the bakery. And like, I just remember making my mum and dad say that line over and over again because they made this like buttercream rose like sound so delicious. And so yeah, I cherish them reading me that book. It's so random. I also remember Colin winning the um, 2010 Premiership, and I was on Mamma Mia, so it was an amazing year. Just quickly to sum up, because um, the first grand final was drawn St Kilda, which meant that they had to play the following week. And I was on Mamma Mia for the drawn grand final, but we had closed by the time the replay came around, so I was actually able to be there in the outer. And it was our first premiership for twenty years, and yeah, the first yeah. one during my life that I could vividly remember the whole yeah. game and stuff like that. And I was just like, it was an incredible day when where everything I touched turned to gold as well. Yeah. I had two bets before the game that won me eight hundred dollars. I collected that on the way home with my best mate. We're lifelong Collingwood supporters, and I don't know. It just seemed like this euphoric day. The only day I. Could I could think of that comes close to the wedding um, was so special. Yeah. Nice. Um, my one's just gonna be a really quick one. Uh, when when I when I adopted my dog, uh, just the moment it, it was more she chose me because um, you know how dogs mark their territory. Yeah. So she peed on me, and <laughs> and that was that was it. And 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 everything along, you know actually you know adopting all that just went so smoothly and one of the biggest hurdle was um making sure my dad was okay with it because he doesn't hate dogs but he's just like eh, with dogs um and then he saw it and when he did see her for the first time she was curled up in the little ball so the first thing he said was ah did we get a cat i'm like no no no. i said it's a dog a puppy and he's like ah it was alright and, and that was it Like was that in Hong Kong or yeah no it was yeah. Um, yeah so that was when I was in year 9 um, yeah so that was yeah that, that would be the memory that I would carry because um yeah I, I'm the I'm the only person in the family that hasn't left her side at all so like in terms of like travelling and stuff um, for a long period of time I've never done that so yeah so that would be in my chance memory. Um, Dogs are the best. Yeah. I'll just do mine quickly. 
Uh, what is something that will always cheer you up? Music. Same. Music and camera. <laughs> the music will always cheer me up. Beer? Uh, <laughs> that's a terrible answer. <laughs> no, I think a good meal and a, like, I do, I like things like that. Way to a man's heart. Yeah. Food, coffee, beer, wine, music. And just spending time with um, people that you like. Yeah, that's always Like what we're doing now. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, that was a good segue. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Music, but I know Chuck has a stand up comedian on TV. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, that, that concludes the episode. Thank you so much, both of you, for um, coming on today and agree to be a bit silly with me with um, the conversations that we've had. Um, <laughs> is, is this your first podcast? Because Josh is, um, well, the way that he put it was, I I popped his podcast. Oh, <laughs> um, you popped out. Uh, yeah, ours oh. together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you, Cam used to do a radio show. Oh. Yeah. I've done, yeah, I've done a couple, a couple uh, of podcasts. I, I, this is really fun. Yeah, I feel like podcast is massive in the um, comedy world, yeah. um, but not a lot in you know, musical theatre, which I, I think people should do more of because it's, it's really easy to set up. So before we go, just a quick round. Um, Kim, is there anything that you'd like to plug for our listeners? And I'm hoping there'll be more than just my mum being a listener. Um, <laughs> plug? Well, I've got a month left on Beautiful, um, which is a gorgeous show. And if you uh, if you haven't seen it yet, um, come along and see it. Heads from Melbourne up to Brisbane, but sadly I won't be a part of that. I'm big in Jersey Boys up in Sydney. Yeah, so that's great. Really looking forward to it. Um, but it will be definitely bittersweet to leave yeah. Beautiful. Make sure you come and see that um, if you want to catch me in the next month. I, I can vouch for it. I've seen it. I was only going to see it once and then I've ended up seeing it four times. Uh, I'm, I finally got my parents um, to go as well, so we're going next Wednesday. Great. Um, as in this coming Wednesday? Uh, no, yeah, this coming Wednesday. Right, it's coming well, Wednesday, yeah. Um, I have a feeling you'll be seeing me again. Yeah, so yeah, I can vouch for it. It's a really good show. So it's at Her Majesty's Theatre until July 1st. Yeah, that's right. And then it moves to Brisbane. Yeah, and um, Shell, anything that you like? No? <laughs> well, she's she's going into Rocky Horror. I don't again. like plugging things. But come right. and see the show. It's a great show. Sure. Well, just... You can you can find you can find out. I'm sure people can find more about what you're up to and what you're doing on social media and stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's it for today. Uh, a massive thank you again to um, Cameron McDonald and Michelle Smitherum uh, for joining me. Till next time, I'm Josie, your awkward turtle. Stay awkward. Stay amazing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Was the Awkward Turtle Podcast. Awkward Turtle Podcast. Was the Awkward Turtle Podcast. Hosted by Josie. Hosted by Josie. Hosted by Josie. Awkward Turtle, baby.